Welcome to Global River Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit globalriver.org. Praise the Lord. Am I on? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I am so, so um, excited uh, to be here to share the Word of God, and I really want to honor Pastor Tom for the privilege. I don't take this for granted. Um, Thank you. Let's pray. Father, we honor you for this morning. Holy Spirit, it's time. Have your way. Speak to your people and let your name and your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. So I will need everybody's attention uh, as we go through the word of God. What the Lord put in my heart to speak on today is titled, Called to Act Like God. Called to Act Like God. Amen. If you open your Bible to Genesis chapter 1, we are going to begin in the beginning. Amen. While you're doing that, I want to lay some uh, foundations. Whether you realize this or not, we have two realms, the spiritual realm and the natural realm. And in both realms, we have laws, spiritual laws and natural laws. How many of you agree with me on that? All right. Spiritual laws exist, so does natural laws. But spiritual laws supersede all natural laws. In other words, it's above natural laws. And also, when you look at the, uh, the categories of spiritual laws, they also supersede each other. And I'm going to give you scriptures to back that up. If you, if you look at Romans H2, the Bible's called the, something the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. It said, that law has set me free from the law of sin and death. Which means the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus supersede the laws of sin and death. Amen? I'm laying some foundations here. Also, the Bible talks about the law of liberty in James chapter 1, verse 25. The Bible also talks about the law of Christ in Galatians 6, 2. The Bible talks about the law of seed time and harvest. So I'm going to be focused on two laws today. We are going to talk about the law of seed time and harvest and the law of faith. Amen. You can find the law of faith in Romans 3.27. And the Bible tells us that we should not be deceived. God is not mocked. But whatsoever a man sows, that he will reap. You find that in Galatians 6.7. Whatsoever a man sows, he will reap. Good or bad, pretty or ugly, you are going to reap it. If that is true, then I need to be very intentional in my seed sowing. Because I'm going to reap it. It's just a matter of time. Praise the Lord. So I want to to run quickly on this because I have so much to cover and it's already... In, in, you know, 10 minutes after, ele- after ele- 10, or 11 rather. Um, how many of you are familiar with the law of gravity? How many of you don't know the law of gravity? <laughs> that was a trick question. 
Okay? Now, let me, let me uh, share something the Lord put in my heart to share. When you think about the law of gravity, it's been around from the time God created the earth. It's what keeps me on this pulpit. It doesn't allow me to float into space. It's what keeps you, your cars, your houses, everything on the ground. And when I was meditating about that, the same law of gravity that keeps um, 195 pounds, something like that, that keeps me down, I don't feel that weight. Do you feel the weight of the law of gravity on you? No. The same law will hold a feather to the ground. That same law will hold a Boeing 747. Now, there's another law in the natural realm called the law of lift. We, we discovered that many years ago, and that's why we are able to fly. I flew from Nigeria to the U.S. many, many years ago, and I've made many trips after that. It's a 13-hour trip from Nigeria to London, from London to the U.S. Think about it. I looked it up. An average 747 weighs about 100,000 pounds to about a million pounds. A million pounds. When you put the luggage and everything, the weight will go up. Now, with the law of lift, that airplane will fly and stay in the air for 13 hours, for 14 hours, for 20 hours. Meanwhile, if I do this, the law of gravity push me down because the law of lift supersedes the law of gravity. That's why the plane can stay in the air as long as it wants and comes down whenever it wants because there's another law that supersedes the law of gravity. I'm going somewhere this morning. So when you understand that, we have spiritual laws that is above natural laws. And we have natural laws, and they're all in hierarchy. So with that, let's go to Genesis chapter number 1. Genesis chapter 1. The material you have in your hand, I'm going to give you instruction on how to use it. So don't spend too much time looking at that. Just look over here. Amen? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 1, beginning from verse 1. I want you to follow this. We are going to read a couple of verses. You are going to see something powerful. And I've been praying, as the Lord has been speaking to me about this, that everyone would get this. Because once you get this, whew, the devil is in trouble. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was overing over the face of the waters. Verse 3. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Now let's jump down to verse 6. Then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. And let it divide the waters from the waters. Verse 7. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. Verse number 9. Then God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let dry land appear. And it was so. Verse number 11. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, 
the herb that yields seed and the fruit tree that yield fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. Verse number 14. Then God said, let there be light in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons, for, for days and for years. Verse 15, and let them be for light in the firmament of the heaven to give light on the earth, and it was so. Verse number 20, then God said, let the waters abound with abundance of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heaven. Verse 21, so God created great sea creatures, and every living thing that moves with which the water abounded according to their kind, and every winged birds according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. In other words, it was so. Verse 22, And God blessed them, the animals, saying, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the sea, and let birds multiply on the earth. Verse 24, then God said, are you seeing a pattern? Then God said, let the earth bring forth the living creatures according to its kind. Cattles and creeping things and the beasts of the earth, each according to its kind. And it was so. Verse 26. Then God said, let us, the Godhead, make man in our image according to our likeness. And let this man have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, and over all of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Somebody said we have dominion over the creeps. Hallelujah. Everything that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Verse 26. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Verse 31. Then God saw that everything he had made, and indeed, it was very good. So the evening and the morning was the sixth day. Now, let me go to Genesis chapter 2, verse number 7. The Bible said, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostril the breath of life, and man became a living soul. I thought that God created him in Genesis 1, 26. So what happened in Genesis 1, 26 was God birthed the spirit man. In 2, 7, he formed the body. So man became a living soul. Amen? So we are talking about duality of ex existence. Amen? You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live inside a physical body. 
And this knowledge is very essential to be able to walk by faith and not by sight. So what we are looking at today is the law of seed time and harvest and the law of faith. They work together. In fact, many of the spiritual laws, they work well together. Amen? Amen. So now with that foundation, I want you to look at Matthew chapter 12, 34 to 37. Matthew chapter 12, the law of seed time and harvest. The Bible says, Jesus speaking here, brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, Bring forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasures, bring forth evil things. Do you see that? Whatever is abundant in your heart will come out of your mouth. We are just laying some foundations here. Galatians 6 verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows... You will reap. (laughs) The strongest force, the strongest seed in all creation, in every universe, spirit and natural, is the word. Amen? Amen? The word of God. We saw it in Genesis that we read. When God was going to create the heavens and the earth, he spoke. God did not think it. He spoke it. Amen? You are a speaking spirit. And the enemy has deceived the church with this truth. And we say all kinds of garbage about yourself, about your family, about your business, about your children, about your tomorrow. You say all kinds of garbage. And you say, ah, I'm, just, I'm just telling the truth. I'm just saying it like it is. You are going to learn today. Many of you, you will lose your vocabulary. Amen? Let's go together. And everything that you sow, you will reap. It's a spiritual law. Like it or lump it. It's a a spiritual law. It's just like gravity. Gravity doesn't care whether I'm black, whether I'm six foot tall, whether I'm rich, whether I'm poor. It does not care. Jump up, you're coming down. The same thing with spiritual law, when you engage it, you get the result. So what we want to learn is to engage it the right way. So we begin to get the benefit of what the word of God says concerning you. Oh, glory to God. The Bible says in Isaiah 55 verse 11, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth, it shall not return to me void. It shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the things which I sent it. In other words, words are like messenger you give an assignment to. So when you say that you are broke, you just release faith. When you say that you will never get out of debt, you just release faith. You are a child of God, but you just bound yourself. The Bible says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. 
You have to know it. You have to put a guard over your mouth. The scripture tells us that. The words coming out of your mouth, they are seeds. What have you been sowing? Come on, church. There are many people that come to church and lift up holy hands. They are truly born again. But their mouth is so rotten. All you have to do is take an inventory of the words coming out of your mouth. In a one-week period, you are going to find out how positive you are or how negative you are. This is not psychology. This is the word of God. Amen. Amen. The psychologists and the motivational speakers, they got it from the book, from the Bible. Hallelujah. The Bible says God, even God, who calls those things that be not as though they are. Now, notice something about that verse. It did not say God calls those things that are her as though they are not. So, for example, this thing is there. Faith is not saying it's not there. No, 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 no. Faith is saying what God says concerning me. Amen? I believe I'm healed from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. That's part of my confession every day. It doesn't matter how I feel. It doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter what the doctors say. I believe I am healed from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. You know what church people say? Oh, my back hurts. My, you know, they give an organ recital. My stomach hurts. My, you know, my, my kidney hurts. My this hurts. My that hurts. Organ recital. You guys, come on. <laughs> Speak what God says concerning you. That's the part of faith that many people don't understand. So if I can have Daniel, um, I put together some presentation that I'm going to run through real quick about what is happening when you engage the spirit realm. Do you have it? Thank you. So this is my drawing. So excuse my... So this is the way I, 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 I meditate and study with God. So now if you go to the next slide, I just wanted to, you guys to laugh. So here you see we have five senses. How many of you disagree with that? I think you know, the littlest person in this room know that. So we have five senses. We have your sense of sight, your sense of smell, your sense of hearing, and your sense of taste, and your sense of touch. We have that in the natural, and we have them in the spiritual. So, uh, Tracy and David, if you guys can come. Can I borrow the microphone? I wanted to demonstrate some things to help us understand. So, you guys are going to back each other like a duel. I was going to say, is this a way of strong and weak? No, 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 no. <laughs> so, I want you to hold the mic. Now, I want you guys to watch this. I want you guys to watch this. Just watch me. Uh, uh, Tracy, I want you to look straight over there. Which way? This way? That way. Don't look back. No, watch. So, David, what did I just do? Don't, don't, don't say it yet. Uh, did, you, did you see what I did? No. Why? I'm I did it in the natural realm. How come you don't see it? Because he is not looking at me. That sense is not activated. The fact that he did not see does not mean that I didn't do that. 
Let me do something else again. Did you see what I just did? No. Okay. So the sense of sight is not active. Now, let me do something else. I'm enjoying this. So what did I do? You clapped. How many times? Twice. How did you know that? The sense of hearing. So what I'm trying to show us is this. Even in the natural realm, for example, we are in this room right now. There's all kinds of stuff going on outside. But you and I don't know it because our senses cannot receive that stimuli. It's happening, but we can't see it. The same thing in the spiritual realm. There are spiritual activities, spiritual things that God has already prepared, not going to. You take it by faith. And I'm going to show us this morning. So thank you, Tracy and uh, David for, you know, being a good sport. (laughs) I wanted to demonstrate our senses. Now, when you look at it, the next slide, you see your five senses and then you have your spirit man. Your spirit man has five spiritual senses, just like the natural. We don't have time to look at all the scripture, but uh, take my word for it. It's good. And, you, and I challenge you guys to study it for yourself too. Don't just take my word. Be like the Berean church. They hear something preached in church, they go and check it out. Is it true? So you have your natural senses that feed information to you. Like I just heard the, the phone making some noise because my sense of hearing told me that something was making noise. Now, how do you bring that to the law of faith? Now, if you go to the next slide... Glory to God. So this is just another very fancy image of your senses, your eyesight, your your sense of touch, your sense of hearing, your sense of smell. Now the last one, I think that's where I'm going to spend the most of my time, the the process of faith. Now the Bible says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what I've done here is give us a picture of, of the process of faith. So you have God over there. God is the word of God. Everything comes from him. The Bible says faith comes by hearing. That's why I put hears there. It goes through your hair gates and it drops into your spirit man. So what is, then it gets into my spirit man. What, what is he doing there? The Bible says for with the heart, Romans 10, 9 and 10. With the heart, man believes and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Talking about getting born again. But it's the same thing with every, it's the process of faith. You release faith through words in your mouth. You release faith through words in your mouth. So it drops into your spirit, man. Because remember your spirit, you are a three-part human. Spirit, soul, and body. They are connected. So when you speak, when I'm, as I'm speaking right now, who is speaking? It's the real me. It's the real me speaking, using, activating my vocal cord so that you can hear what I'm saying. Have you heard the statement, I just thought out loud? I know you've said it before. I just thought out loud. I just, you know, spoke out loud. Because you are having a dialogue within you, and then you hooked up your vocal cord, and then it became sound. So it's the real you that's talking, that's why when you, when you do a recording and you hear yourself, it sounds strange to you. Because your 
your natural hear is used to hear, is, I mean, you are used to hearing yourself because it's you. It's inside you. You talk to yourself all the time. But when you now hear it through this ear gate, it feels weird. It's like, who's that? <laughs> Amen? Yeah. So faith is released through your mouth. One of the primary ways that faith is released is through your mouth. It's by acting on what you believe. So, for example, Mark 11, 23 and 24 tells me that if I believe and I say it with my mouth, I will have what I say. First Peter 2, 24, talking about healing, by his stripes ye were healed. Talking about the Lord Jesus dying at Calvary for me. So now, if something happens in my body, there's a sickness in my body, I pray the prayer of faith. I want us to watch this and see if you can agree with this, because I'm going to show us through the word. So there's a sickness in my body. I know that Jesus said, it's done. He finished it at Calvary. He's not going to do it. He said, by his stripes, you were, past tense, healed. So the healing was a done fact at Calvary. So what, what do I do to get my healing? I say, Lord, I thank you because your word says, by your stripes, I was healed. And if I was healed, that means I am healed. And the Bible says in Hebrews 11:1, now faith is Faith is now. It's always now. Faith is not future. So if you say, I believe that God is going to heal me, that is not faith. That is hope. You are saying it's going to happen in the future, but faith is now. So how do I do that? I say, Father, I thank you because I believe that I receive my healing now. Now, two minutes later or two days later, the pain is still there. Father, I thank you because I believe that I receive my healing it's always now. Five days later. Now, I, gave, I shared this testimony uh, a few months ago when I preached. I hurt my back, and it was hurting like the dickings. And the devil told me, go to here, you've slipped the desk, blah, blah, blah. And I know this truth. So I prayed the prayer of faith. I said, Father, I thank you because according to 1 Peter 2.24, I believe that I received my healing. Now, for the next three nights, I maintain my confession. I thank you, Father, because I believe the pain is there. I take ibuprofen to subside the pain. Because taking medicine has nothing to do with your faith. Going to the doctor has nothing to do with your faith. I was bound by that for many years. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. Because there were some men of God that preached that if you take medicine, you are not in faith. There's no record of that in Scripture. Now, you need to grow beyond needing medicine, but if you're in pain, what's the point of being in pain? You can't even think straight. The purpose of the pain medicine is to mask, because pain is telling you there's something wrong in your body. It's a, it's a signal like a, a dashboard in your vehicle. So you taking pain medis, medication does not stop the problem. It just masks the pain. Amen. So you have to get your healing by faith. So I say, Father, I thank you because I believe I receive my healing from the crown. I used to say it this way, from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. So it covers everything. Amen. I just maintain that. And I want to show us from the word of God how this works. You have to know everything coming out of your mouth is faith. It's a seed. The law of seed time and harvest. If you don't want to harvest it, don't say it. 
you know, you know how it, why it's so powerful? The Bible says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Meaning that whatever is abundant in your heart is coming out of your mouth. I don't need to find out what's in somebody's heart. I just need to hear what they're saying. Amen? Your, your speech betrays you. Amen? And you find it principle in the life of the Lord Jesus Christ in many, many instances. For example, uh, Jairus' daughter, when they told him that Jairus' daughter is now dead. Remember, he was having a conversation with the woman with the issue of blood, and they were stopped. He said, don't, don't worry, the master, the doctor is dead. He turned to the guy. Maintain your faith. As long as you maintain your faith, you are going to get it. Amen? And that's what the enemy used to deceive us. We are going by sight. That's why the Bible says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. What is sight? Sight is your five senses. What I'm feeling in my body, what my eyes is telling me. Because if you, are, if you have a growth in your body and you are looking at it, so you are looking at your sight is telling you there's a growth there. Amen? We walk by faith, not by what my senses are telling me. Because there's another realm. That's why you have to constantly live in that duality of existence. You are a spirit. You are not flesh and bone. That's just the house you live in. Amen? Amen? And if everybody will understand that, we will understand why racism is so foolish. It's just my house. It's just the color of my house. We look the same. Get over yourself. Glory to God. Now, let me, say, let me show you some scriptures so that you can see this. I want you to leave that graphics on. Uh, Romans 4.17. It's on, it's on the material that you have. Romans 4.17. The Bible says, as, as it is written... I have made you, speaking of Abraham, the father of many nations, in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things that do not currently exist as though they did. And I explained earlier, it's not saying that that thing is not there. I'm not saying that the growth is not there, but I'm calling my healing. Amen? Amen. Because Jesus told me that he has already done it. And he's credible, by the way. <laughs> and he, he happens to know what's going on in that realm. Because he lives there. Amen? Glory to God. So you have to put a guard over your mouth. Everything you say is a seed. Every word you say is a seed. Uh, how many of you have a smartphone? How many of you don't have a smartphone? Like iPhone 2, like Pastor Willie. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I want to try something. Hey, Siri. What time is it? It's 11.41 a.m. Okay. How many of you know how to do that? How many of you don't know how to do that? How many of you don't care? All right, so... We have a smartphone. Most people use their smartphone to text and to call. This thing can do a lot of stuff. When I started doing live streaming for my ministry, I was using an iPhone to record, and then I upgraded to a camera, and da-da-da-da-da. So this thing can do a lot of stuff. 
But do I care how it works, how, how it was made? All I care is that it works. And if it doesn't work, I'll call Verizon or AT&T and say, y'all better fix this. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is this. Concerning the law of seed time and harvest, concerning the law of faith, you don't necessarily need to understand the mechanics of how God brings it from that realm to this realm. All you have to do is know how to use it. Amen? As long as you know how to use it, you are as smart as I, you know, the people at Apple. You have no idea how many months and years of research went into this. But you just pick it up and say, hey, Siri, and then he responds to you. So I want you to understand this, that this is a law. Like it or lump it. Now, I want you to like it so that you can use it to your advantage. Touch your mouth. It's a faith vessel. It's a faith vessel. You think that your mouth is just for munching chips? <laughs> no. You are a speaking spirit. Created in the image of God. Look at the way God acted in Genesis chapter 1. He saw darkness. He called it light. What are you saying? You see darkness. Ah, that's so dark. So dark. I'm so broke. I'm so weak. I'm so unworthy. That's conversation coming out of the child of God. And the, the Lord God has sent me this morning to help you to retrain your mouth. Amen? It's a weapon. And the enemy knows it. He knows it. So he will put thoughts in your head. He will tell you, nobody likes you. Nobody cares about you. That's why you have to be a student of the word. It don't matter what is going on. It doesn't matter what is happening. I stand firm on what the word of God says. Come winds or high water on days that are good, on days that are bad. I stand on the saith the Lord. That's the life of it. You know, the Bible says the just shall live by his faith. Or our faith. I want to tell you, where you are right now is a culmination of everything you have declared and said about yourself in the past. You are reaping it right now. And where you will be tomorrow will be a culmination of everything you will say from here on out. For death and life, they are in the power of the tongue. And those who know it shall eat the fruit thereof. Death and life, they are inside your tongue. What are you saying about you? I am blessed in the city, blessed in the field. I'm blessed going out, I'm blessed coming in. You are looking at a blessed man. That is both my confession of faith. You will never catch me say anything otherwise. It doesn't matter if I have... $10 in the bank or $100,000 in the bank, the word of God says, I am blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going out, blessed coming in. Now, when it comes to money, when it comes to uh, uh, money, you have to obey the law of tight. Amen? So, confession is part of it, but you have to obey the law of giving. Seed time and harvest. Because if you don't have any seed, you know, like a farmer, you know, the farming season has begun, and everybody is, you know, cultivating their land, and you sit at home watching Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I 
and then the time for harvest shows up, you want to go and harvest. There's nothing to harvest because you have not planted anything. So I wake up every morning. I have a time for prayer. I have a time for my confession. I just gave you a sample of part of my personal confession that I make in, in the material that you have. Just a small sample of it. These are the things I say over myself. No matter what's going on, I am blessed in the city. And I put scriptures there. So I want you to, please, before you make those confessions, check out the scriptures and make sure it lines up with the word. Amen? doesn't matter who the person is. If they are not speaking what the Bible says, I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it. Glory to God. In life, you are going to come up against situations. A situation will come up against you. There are two things you have to know. What does God say about it? What does the situation or the devil say about it? There are two things that are staring you in the eye. You don't have enough money. There is sickness in the family. There is this, there is that, there is that, and that, and that, and that. But what are you saying about it? What are you opening your mouth and saying about that situation? Because I've studied this. I found out that every time you open your mouth and say it, it's because you believe it. It's because you believe it. And, you know, the way the law of faith works, if you look at the cycle, it's a cycle. When you say something... I believe that I'm blessed in the city. I believe I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed coming in. Guess what? My hair gate is picking it up. So now it's going back, dropping back into my spirit, man, producing faith, and then I say it again. So it's a continuous cycle, never-ending cycle. So as I'm engaging, releasing faith, I'm also building faith because I hear myself. Amen. So what are you saying about, I'm, I'm very good looking. I tell myself in the mirror, I'm anointed. I'm called by God. I'm selected by God. I'm favored by heaven. These are the things I say to myself. Amen. My business is moving forward for our business people. doesn't matter what's happening. You speak to those books. You, you open the account book and you say, you know, you are moving forward. New clients coming in, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen? Amen? You are sowing seeds. And no, by the way, that doesn't mean that you just sit at home and watch Netflix. No, there's a, there's a place for hard work in the, in the place of your business. But I'm talking about the law of faith that makes everything. Look at how God created everything. I mean, God is God. He created everything. But he's showing us how faith works. We read it. And God said, and God saw, and God said, and God saw, and God said, over and everything that God created came this way. So every time you open your mouth, you are creating the world around you. You better be careful what world you are creating. I speak to my pocketbook. I speak to my my, my vehicles, I speak to everything, animate and inanimate. I say, that's crazy. Well, I joined the club of Jesus Christ. <laughs> because Jesus spoke to the winds and the waves. They are inanimate. He spoke to the fig tree. And the Bible said the next day, the fig tree withered. He spoke. You know, we do that all the time anyway. You know, somebody hit their you know, leg on a chair. And it hurts. And then they, you know, release some words. 
some colorful words. Amen. Open your mouth and speak life over you. You are a child of God created in his own image. This is how it works. Open your mouth and speak life. Speak life, speak life. No matter what you have in your pocketbook, speak life over it. Now, obey the law of giving and sowing and all of that stuff. You need to obey that. But in order for your giving and your sowing to give birth to good seed, you can't abort your miracle with negative confession. Oh, my goodness. Confession must be a lifestyle. You know, confession has taken a lot of bad rap over the years because many people have preached. I've heard ministers speak, speak on this. When I first was introduced to it, I didn't understand it. So I would, it would, they call it name it and claim it. They call it all kinds. They give it all kinds of names. And I will tell you who's behind that, the devil. Because he knows this is how it works. I can give you examples after examples after example in the world. We just don't have the time. That's how it works. Open your mouth and speak. When the Lord was speaking to Ezekiel in the Valley of Dry Bone, he said, Son of Mount, what do you see? He says, Open your mouth and prophesy. Release words. Release words. Release words. Now, somebody will say, Well, when you, when you make your faith confession about healing, when is it going to happen? I don't know. Jesus said, you will have it. So I trust him. You know, one of the confessions that the Lord inspired me to add to my confession lately is, I say this, I believe the word of God more than I, more than I believe my senses. Because my senses are telling me something. And they may not align with what is written in the book. So the question is, do you want to believe what Jesus said or what your senses are telling you? Because we are habituated to that. I mean, we, we grew up in this three-dimensional world. That's how we knew this is mama, this is papa. Because somebody told me, that's mama, that's papa. And that's how I knew that uh, that color green, that color blue, because somebody told me. So we learn, we interact with this dimension through our senses. But what God is telling us, what the Word of God is telling us, I'm not saying ignore your senses. There's a place for that. So, for example, if a car is coming at me, I'm not going to say, no, 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 it's not there. <laughs> I have faith. No, I'm going to get out of the way. <laughs> there's a place to use my sense, but there's a place to step into the realm of the Spirit and begin to declare what does say the Lord. Amen? What are you saying about you? You know what I'm saying about me? What God says about me. I am the head and not the tail. The first and not the last. All my needs are met. I'm abundantly supplied. I'm blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going out, blessed coming in. You know, many years ago, the Lord got my attention on this. Uh, my wife and I will make negative confession. This, I know there are many people in this room, you have some negative confession you make. So let's not, let's not front. Okay? I know. Because I was doing that, and what was happening was, um, I was looking at some families that are friends of ours, and it seems like they have a lot of help, and we were just a young family with kids, and we didn't have help. So I got in the habit of saying, 
nobody helps us. We don't have help. We don't have help. So finally, one day in the place of prayer, the Lord said, are you saying I'm a liar? I said, no, because the Bible says the Lord is my helper. I shall not want. But I'm saying that I don't have help. We don't agree. So I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I changed that confession. I have help. Spiritual help, natural help. People help me even when I don't ask for help. I've been making that confession now for three years, and I'm telling you, it works. People are helping me everywhere when I don't even ask for it. Because the Word of God says the Lord is the one that initiates my help, and He will set people in places where I need them. So if I agree with that, then it will show up as my helper. But when I keep confessing, I don't have help. Nobody helps me. I keep saying that. Um, you know, my, my, I'm always broke. We can never make hands meet. There are many people that are saying, I'm reading your mail. <laughs> we can never make hands meet. Then no, no matter what we do, we, we never get ahead. Stop that. Amen. Stop it. Open your mouth and declare good seed. No matter what is going on. The Bible did not say, for we confess what we are going through. No. It said, we walk by faith, not by sight. Calling those things that be not as though they exist. This is a spiritual law. Just like gravity. It works. It works. Open your mouth and declare over it. I am blessed. I am not cursed. You know where I got that from? Galatians 3.13. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the Lord, being made a curse for me. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon me. So I declare that over me. I'm blessed. Oh, glory to God. As I was sitting down, getting prepared for this, the Lord says, I want you to talk about um, coming to America. When I was about to leave Nigeria, we packed up all the money that we can get to buy me a one-way ticket. I had a small bag, kind of like pastor's bag, and in there was my travel documents and a sweater. That was it. That was it. We scraped and scraped to get the money together for my ticket, one way. And I was believing God. I had crazy faith. I was believing God that when I get to America, they are going to meet me with a very nice vehicle. Nobody was expecting me. I'm not lying. Nobody was expecting me. Before I left, somebody gave me a phone number of somebody. So I, you know, I took it. And God knew that this boy, I better help him. Because I was going to leave Nigeria with nothing. So as we were leaving for the airport, somebody gave me an envelope. And when I got to the airport, I opened it. Inside it was $100. $100. That was all that came with me to America. And nobody was expecting me. When I got to JFK, I broke the underdollars because they still have coin phone back then. So I called the number because I sat down for like 20 minutes. I was like, okay, now what? You know, <laughs> I, I scaled uh, security and immigration and now I'm in USA, New York City. Nobody's expecting me. And the Lord put it in my heart to call that number. Now, how God works. 
The day before, the guy that has that number was a friend of mine. We knew each other in Nigeria. It was like a distant friend, you know, like somebody in your class. You just say hi, and that's about it. <laughs> so it wasn't like we were friend friend. So that day before, he's a believer. He's also a pastor in Pennsylvania. He's a believer. So the Lord spoke to him. He said, I want you to stay at home tomorrow. You are not going to school tomorrow. He was attending FIT in Manhattan. So that day, he stayed at home. And that day was the day that I arrived. And I called. He picked up. So when, I, when he picked up the call, I said, hey, this is so-and-so. I don't have any drugs. I'm a child of God. <laughs> I'm, I'm clean, I'm legit, I just need a place to crash for two weeks. And the Lord touches her, I said, yep. You know what, they, they picked me up in a Lexus. <laughs> we left the airport to our church in Brooklyn. And from, I didn't have a place to stay. Nobody was, remember, nobody was expecting me. Nobody was expecting, so now I've got a place to stay. For maybe two weeks. When I got there, the pastor sat down next to me. He said, man, I heard your story. Man, you're crazy. <laughs> you have some crazy faith. He said, you know what? If you, have a pla- if, you are, if you are ever in need of a place to stay, you can come stay in my house for as long as you want. So in the space of one hour, I had a very nice ride from the airport. I had two places to stay. I had a bed to sleep on. I had a bed to sleep. I wasn't planning to sleep, but the Lord said, tell that story. So faith is released through your vocal cords. You have to learn, go through the word of God, you know, whatever you're going through, go through the word of God and find scriptures on that particular topic and begin to declare that. Over your life, over your family, over your son, over your daughter, over your f- situation. Let's look at some other scriptures. Oh, glory to God. Time is going. When you look at Hebrews 3, 1, the Bible says, Consider the apostle and the high priest of our confession. That word confession is the word homologia, where you get the word homogeneous that we have in English, which means Mostly, generally, consisting of parts of the same element that are the same kind. Homogeneous, homologia. That's the Greek word. It means to agree with, to acknowledge, to profess, to confess, to embrace, to say the same thing, to assent, to accord. So when you are confessing the word of God, you are agreeing with the word of God. You are saying the same thing. Homogeneous. Homologia, the Greek word, you are, that's what it means. You can look it up yourself. Many of us, we have resources now, so no preacher can blow smokes up your, you know what. <laughs> you can search it for yourself. Amen. Don't just take my word for it. The word confession is the, the word, some translation use it as profession, or some say confession. But when you look under the hood, it's the word homologia, meaning agree with, say the same thing. So I say only what God says about me. No matter what is going on in my body, no matter what I feel, no matter what is happening around me, I speak life only. You will never catch Jesus saying what is happening. You know, when the daughter was dead, they said to Jesus, the daughter is dead, no, he's sleeping. That's what Jesus said. He said, no, he's sleeping. Because you can wake up somebody from sleep. Ha, 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 ha. 
you have to learn this. Believers, open your mouth. Next time you open your mouth, see sword coming out. What kind of sword are you releasing? Is it the sword that will come to cut you or the sword that will go against the enemy? Are you speaking life over your life or speaking death over your life? The Bible says death and life, they are in the power of the tongue. I haven't even gotten to 25% of what I have. Proverbs 18.21, the Bible says death and life, they are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. It's a law. It's a spiritual law. It's a law in the kingdom of God. John 63, the Bible says, it's the spirit who gives life. This is Jesus talking. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are what? They are spirit and they are life. For many years, I used to think that's just talking about Jesus. As I studied the word of God, I found out that because I'm a spirit, everything coming out of me is spirit. Did you see that? Because you are a spirit, the words that are coming out of you are not just, for example, I'm speaking words right now, words. Do you see W-R-D coming out of my mouth? No. It's just sound. It's carried by sound waves. But what is coming out of me is coming from here, the man on the inside. So what are you saying? What are you prophesying? You know you are the prophet of your own life. Every time you open your mouth, you are speaking either life or death. Amen? So what are you going to say over your life? Hallelujah. The Bible says in Psalm 107 verse 2, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. What does that mean? I'm redeemed. I am healed. I am delivered. I am set free. Amen. It doesn't mean that we don't use our sight. We use our sight, for example, I'm not going to trip over this because I can see that. My sight is telling me. My, my senses are telling me. But when it comes to the things of God, you have to understand you are living in two realms. Remember when God created the heavens and the earth in Genesis that we read, God was in existence before he created it in the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. So, heavens and the earth came out of him. He must know how it works. He said, and God said, and God saw, and God said, and God saw. And Pastor Tom said, and Pastor Tom sees. And Bishop says, and Bishop sees. That's how it works. So, what are you saying, Tracy? What are you saying, David? What are you saying, James? What are you saying, Ron? What are you saying, my brothers and sister, Mike? What are you saying? Open your mouth and declare what the word says concerning you. Nothing else. No matter what's going on, you say what God says concerning you. I am delivered. I am set free. You know, I used to, you know, I heard Casey Price preach this, like 1980 or something like that. And I was like, man, what is this guy saying? I didn't get it. That's why sometimes there may be somebody here that doesn't get it. Listen to it again and ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes. Because once you see it, you are dangerous. 
The Bible says in the book of Joel, chapter 3, verse number 10, listen to this. Let the weak say, I am strong. Notice this. The Bible acknowledged that this person is weak. But it's saying, let the weak say, I am strong. People will say, well, I can't say that. That's lying. I can't be pretending. You're saying all kinds of stuff that... Let the weak say, I am strong. Open your mouth and declare, I am strong. Maybe you have joint pain or something that is developing in your body. You curse it in the name of the Lord Jesus and stand your ground. Now, in the meantime, if you need to take pain medicine or whatever, don't put yourself in bondage. Take pain medicine. It has nothing to do with your faith. Faith is a spiritual force. Faith is a spiritual force. In fact, if we, we just don't have time. Maybe next time when I come around, I'm going to get into that. Faith is a gift that came from the Father. The Bible says he has dealt to each one the measure of faith. There's a measure that everybody gets. Billy Graham got the same measure. Reinhard Bonke got the same measure. You know the difference was they began to use it. It's like a muscle. And I was going to use Corey, but I noticed that he's not here. Corey is big, and you know, you know, Tracy is big, muscular. You know how they got big? They used it. They worked out. They worked out. They worked out. The more you work out, the more your muscles grow. The same thing with your faith. That's why the Bible says from faith unto faith. There are levels. There are levels of faith. And it's based on how much of the Word of God you put in yourself and there are two factors that grow your faith. You use it and you exercise it. Meaning that you use it. Every opportunity that comes across your path, you stand in faith. Glory to God. You need some money, you believe God. Oh, glory to God. I, there was something that I've been believing God for um, a few years now. I got the manifestation of it December of this last year. I believe God for it. There's another level that I'm moving on to. There's another level that I'm moving on to. I've been believing God for that thing for, you know, about seven years now. I just kept making the confession, kept sowing seed, and it's now a reality. I know this works. If you don't believe me, look at Genesis 1. The Father demonstrated how faith works. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I wish I had more time. The Bible says in 1 Peter 3.10, For he that will love life and see good days, let, me, let him refrain his tongue from evil, his tongue, and his lips from speaking deceit. The Bible says, For out of the same mouth, in James 3.10, proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. The same mouth that you used to lift up holy hands, the same mouth you used to curse yourself. You can't serve two masters. You pick one. Hallelujah. What time do I have? Oh, I'm so over the time. Pastor, what do I do? Wrap it up? Okay. The material you have in your hand, like I said, is just a sample of my own personal confession. You're welcome to use them. You're welcome to throw them in the trash. But I believe it's the word of God. I believe this is how you develop your faith. You know, one man of God, and I've heard many men of God say this, you can never rise above the level of your confession. Your faith can never rise above the level of your confession. That's a spiritual law. Your faith 
can never rise above the level of your confession. So what are you been saying about yourself? The Lord is saying, you need to put a guard over your mouth. And I have to quit because I'm out of time. Thank you, Jesus. I'm sorry, I need like two hours, but well, we'll pick it up next time by the grace of God. But I think you, get, you got the gist of it. So I want us to practice before we leave. So if you can get up, um, you're going to declare some words over your life. You're going to declare some words over your life. I'm going to use... Uh, my confession. Glory to God. Now, I'm just going to say from memory. If you agree with this, you make this confession. I believe I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I believe my needs are abundantly supplied. I believe I'm blessed in the city. I believe I'm blessed in the field. I believe I'm blessed going out. I believe I'm blessed coming in. I believe my hands are blessed. I believe my pocketbook is blessed. I believe I'm healed from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. I believe I'm surrounded with favor. I am clothed with favor. I believe I have supernatural help. Because the Lord is my helper. I believe lines fall onto me in pleasant places. And I have a goodly heritage. Glory to God. Make confession of faith over your life. Speak over your children. Speak over your ministry. Speak over your business. Speak over your family. Speak life. Have a scheduled time. I do it at least once a day before I leave or before I go to bed every night without fail. You know what that does to your faith? No, it steers you up. And you are, you are participating in the law of faith. Like I said, Gravity doesn't care whether you know it exists or not. The same thing with faith. Every time you open your mouth, you are releasing fire either against you or for you. So what God has called me to say to you this morning is partner with me. And things will begin to turn in your favor. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We just honor you for the time today. I apologize for we are late. Lord, I thank you for the release of your power and the fire that's burning. Lord, I thank you for my brothers and sisters for turn around over Global River Church, for turn around over every family, for turn around over every situation in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, as your people partner with you, Lord, I know what you've spoken to me, that things will begin to turn. It's like turning a sheep. As you begin to turn the rudder, it begins to turn. So, Father, we thank you. We align with you. We align with your word. We are not moved by what we see. We are moved by what your word says. We declare health and healing in our physical body, in our finances, in our 
situation in our families in Jesus' name. Lord, I declare restoration over the house in the name of Jesus. Everything that the enemy has stolen from you, I declare sevenfold return in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you.